With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, we're approaching SHOT Show, and uh, at the end of January, at <laughs> one SHOT Show a few years ago, I was given the opportunity to fire an AR-15 equipped with what's called a bumper stock. Of course, bumper stocks became famous in October when it was found that the Las Vegas shooter, um, who I think murdered 49 people, um, had several of his rifles equipped with a bumper stock. And for those of you three people in America who don't know what that is, um, it effectively turns a semi-automatic rifle into what amounts to being an automatic fire capable rifle. Um, and it's, it's a mechanical device. It's kind of difficult to describe how it works. But I can tell you from my experience having shot it a couple of times at SHOT Show, um, much harder to control mm. than a true uh, fully automatic AR, which I also have had the opportunity to sure. shoot. Yeah. Um, it, it just it's it's a wild animal in your arms. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't see any reasonable purpose to own one other right. than to get your jollies in the woods um, and not have a whole lot of control over the muzzle of your rifle or do what the guy in Vegas did and hit, do, basically squeeze the trigger and spray and pray and try and get as many people as possible in a short, short time period of time as possible what are your thoughts you know there's a few other things we could talk about you know ghost guns are a problem you know the, the notion of 3d printing is a problem you know what are your thoughts on some of these yeah you know, things? i mean the bump stock i don't see any reason for it it's it's essentially we talked about it it's essentially a, an auto a power assisted trigger puller um What's the reason for it? I don't know. I'm sure somebody out there can try to justify it. The things that, that concern me the most, not so much the the 3D printer, but the, the ghost guns or the guns in parts that are not required to have serial numbers attached mm -hmm. that can be um, assembled into a, a full uh, gun, a mm -hmm. firearm, a handgun, or a, um, a rifle. I think I think the rifle is more common. Um, I think there's I, I, I'm against ghost guns. I, I think any um, action um, receiver, anything metal should have traceable numbers. Any uh, firing pin assembly should have serial numbers, not the firing pin, but the assembly should have serial numbers so they can be traced back. I think. If, if there was a small market for it before, it's going to expand because now it's out in the open mm -hmm. and uh, the media has taken off with it. Uh, maybe there's a lot of people out there who cannot possess guns legally, legally right. because they've been convicted of domestic violence or they've been um, deemed mentally ill or they've, they're a prior felon or they're a certified gang member. Um, those people can seek out ghost guns and get them. Uh, the person selling it to them could do so um, without fear that the serial numbers would be traced back to them. So uh, we know straw purchasers, uh, people would go out and buy several guns, 
sell them. If they come back to that individual, they could say that they were stolen or lost. Yeah, or that's that's. I was just going to mention that that there's there's other vehicles for people who are um, ineligible to possess a firearm that that are currently in use. You know, for sure, for but the, but widespread. You know, I the think black market once, and straw purchasing and all of that. But once you take that traceability away from the gun. <clears throat> Um, I think you're going to see people that are not, you know, there's no deterrence. Right. Right. So there's no consequence. There's no deterrence. So uh, you can, uh, as much as your conscience will bear, sell these non-traceable guns and um, have a little fear that they'll be, they'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's already a black market out there, but why make it easier? Well, yeah. And why, why, why expand it? Why make it bigger? Exactly. Um, what else? Um, well, I'll, 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 I'll back up real quick and go back to the bump stocks, um, or bumper stocks as sometimes they're called. Um, right after Las Vegas, people began to try to introduce into uh, legislation, um, the banning of silencers. And they were conflating bumper stocks and silencers that right. are totally different issues. Sure. They're, they, silencers actually can and do serve a legitimate purpose, in my opinion. Uh, so you, I know you differ. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the floor here and let, let you um, eviscerate my argument before I make it. Yeah. Okay. Last thing on the non-serial numbered guns. You leave your non-serial, you leave your non-serial number gun in the trunk of your car. It gets stolen. Why are you going to report it? Right. If you, you report it, you are liable. You are. You are. Um, you have the uh, liability of being charged with a misdemeanor for leaving a gun in your trunk mm -hmm. untethered. So why take that? Uh, if, if an unregistered gun is stolen from your house, why report it? Right. So I think you'll you'll see. Uh, I wouldn't say a proliferation, but you'll see more guns on the street without serial numbers because nobody's going to want to be tied back to them. Mm -hmm either either as selling them or having them lost or stolen right silencers i fired a silencer illegally uh, legally <laughs> legally <laughs> i have fired a silencer a gun with a silencer um believe it was a 22 semi-auto at my brother-in-law's farm well, you can barely hear a 22 to begin with yeah, yeah oh yeah right <laughs> in ohio so in ohio on his farm uh we're firing uh this handgun and it's making the sound of a bb gun or a pellet gun yeah there's some sort of blowback but it's it's nothing in comparison to a real gun i think it is rife with problems i think uh not only okay so here's the rationale the poor hunter out there shooting a hundred you know how many however many times they're shooting uh at a range uh so far, so good with the earplugs and, and head protectors. I don't get it. The deer hunter who needs ear protection and he wants to keep his hearing open because he can stalk a deer and hear it and all. Hey, I got two words for you. Robert De Niro said it best in The Deer Hunter. What did he say? One shot. <laughs> One shot. And, you know, if you need a machine gun or you need several shots to take down a deer, shame on you. Take up bowling or golf <laughs> or something else. But I mean, come on now, people. The, the silencer, I don't, see, I don't see any good reason for it. Um, 
I would imagine that it would defeat ShotSpotter, the technology that allows us to potentially. Spot. Oh, definitely. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they're calibrated to pick up gunshots and to distinguish them from fireworks. Yeah. I mean, so so now you're going to something that sounds like a pellet gun. I don't think they're going to waste their time with that because um, you know you'll get all kinds of ShotSpotter hits. So here in our inner, inner cities and and high crime, high violent areas, gunfire uh, that needs to be reported uh, where shot spotter is employed, big problems there. Yeah. Well, I, I have also, like you, at SHOT Show, shot um, a couple of different firearms with silencers on them. And I, I do actually see the reasonableness of having, especially at an indoor range with a, with a rifle, which I, I occasionally do, um, my rifle is really bleeping loud. And my, I double up on ear protection, and I could still hear that sucker pretty loudly. So if I had the opportunity to put a can on the end of that thing for when I'm doing my rifle range, yeah, I'm good with that. Now, I get your argument with ShotSpotter, and these things shouldn't be on the street. I, I agree with you there. That's that's asking for trouble. There's that's a, that's a slippery slope to problems. But again, I'd said earlier, there is a legitimate purpose for having one and using it in certain circumstances. But you agree it could be misused. Absolutely. I totally agree that it could be misused. And I don't see the reasoning. I mean, I've shot, the only thing I could think of uh, would be a Desert Eagle, which is basically a rifle in your hand. Yeah. Um, But, you know, every handgun I've ever shot, um, even in an indoor range, it's not that bad. But a a headset, sound suppressors over your ears. And I use those. And I don't have a problem with saying, I don't see a reason for having a can on the end of a pistol. That doesn't make damn a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Thank okay? you. Uh, but for uh, you know, and I've, I've but, a, several, but a rifle? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I could see the reasoning in saying I want to I want to be able to hear when I'm 80, and I shoot enough that you know, and I, I double up, and I've got those sound suppressing ear ear earmuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that thing is loud. It is really loud. I don't know. We're going to have to agree to disagree on yeah. this. I mean, I, I was in the police department 32 years, and I fired guns before that. And qualifying at least two times a year, mm-hmm. shooting thousands more uh, uh, practice rounds, I think my hearing is just fine. Mm. Um, the number of times you're going to shoot with a large gauge rifle... Uh, a large caliber rifle. I don't know. I don't know that that's going to affect that many people to where we have uh, more manufactured uh, suppressors for yeah. fire. Firearms. Before we before we um, get out of Taj here, uh, what are your thoughts on three D printers? Are you know you'd mentioned them in passing that you don't think they're as big of a problem as the ghost guns, and I agree with you there. Yeah, but. My thinking on the 3D printers is once you have an enterprising um, and capable person or persons who are able to set up a series of 3D printers that can crank out AR lowers and uppers and the whole gun, Mm -hmm. um, once that is set up, you can have 10 3D printers in a warehouse. Sure. Each cranking out a gun an hour. Yeah. Um, you have then created yourself an industry. Ha- and, have, have there been made completely plastic guns, receivers, and the the firing mechanism plastic? I, I don't know the answer to that question, but it's it's plausible. But that that would go back to my reasoning when when we talked about untraceable guns. If you can put serial numbers on those critical components of a gun. Mm-hmm. 
I say put the serial numbers on them. Uh, otherwise, I mean, you know, gosh, who'd want to work for a secret service or any other entity that's got to say, um, yeah, we, we can deem this area safe. We've, yeah. we've scanned it. We've scanned the people coming in. I mean, no place would be safe if you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And as you know, again, we could move towards the, the evolution of 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, who knows where we're going to go with some of this stuff? And the technologies are constantly evolving and uh, it'll be an interesting topic to watch. Um, what are your thoughts on bumper stock silencers, 3D printers and ghost guns? Send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That is policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.